It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. Okay, so we're talking to uh, Dirk Gidry, who is uh, on the parish council here in Terrible and Parish, who's running for parish president. And uh, I have to ask you why. You seem like such a level-headed guy. Why do you want to dive in deeper into the snake pit? Well, I just think we need this time for new leadership in the parish. And uh, it's a great parish to, to be from. And I think I could really help the people out. And it's time that we start helping the everyday person. Really? Yes. You don't feel like it's been done enough? No, sir. I really think that there's a lot more that we can do. I, I hear it every day. Uh, I'm in business where I own a restaurant. And people come in every day and talk to me. And I can hear their problems, you know what I mean? They're very dissatisfied with the terrible parish government. They sit around and literally and, and talk over pizza at Pizza Express? And yeah, they'll, they'll come in there and walk in there right when I get to work before a couple of hours before my workers come in, and they know why to come and talk to me, and, and they tell me their problems they have, you know? And it's gotten really worse since the hurricane. Well, I mean, everything got really worse since after Katrina, you know? I mean, it, it, and it was stupid in, in Katrina because... Six, seven months after the storm, they're still showing that same shot of the city flooded. So people go, oh, my God, it's still in the water. So you got, you know, the wrong imp- impression being spread across there. Is there is there a wrong impression about Terrebonne Parish? No, I just think that the parish, that people see that it's dirty, it needs to be cleaned up. Uh, the crime rates are uh, going up since the storm. Uh, there's just a lot of things that can be done a lot better. Like our roads and our bridges, I mean, it's deplorable. You all, you drive into Terrebonne Parish and, and you see all of the abandoned buildings and derelict buildings and the grass not cut on the side of the roads yeah. and trash. They're just dissatisfied with the government as we speak, you know what I mean? They think that we can do a lot more. And you know, sometimes our hands are tied because uh, when you're looking at roads and bridges, a lot of them belong to the state, a lot of them belong to the parish. But I don't really think that the parish is pushing the state hard enough they take care of some of these problems, and it, the grass is just getting longer, and the roads are getting worse, and you know. Well, I mean, okay, so a state a state highway. I mean, it's up to the state to trim that. It's it's not. What should it be if the if? All right, let me let me draw a metaphor here. When I was a, a teenager, still living at home, as in high school, and it was summertime, it was hot outside, and I love movies, and you know me, I was in the movie industry. I love to watch movies. So my mom would come tell me, well, go out there and cut the grass. I'm going, come on, Ma, I got 40 minutes left of this movie. It'll be 5 o'clock. It'll cool off a little bit more, and I'll go out there and do it. And the next thing I know, you hear, she's gone out there, and she's cutting the grass. You have shamed me into cutting the grass. So can we shame the state into doing stuff? I mean, are we asking them the wrong way? I just really think that we're not going about it the right way. If, uh I've uh, asked DOTD numerous times, numerous times to cut the grass, to fix our roads, to do different projects. Uh, a while back, at uh, when they first built Thompson Road, there were two traffic lights that needed to be put in on Highway 56 and 57. And after numerous calls to DOTD, numerous studies, they said it can't be done because it doesn't justify having a red light. Well, one night after one of our parish council meetings, I knew that the governor was at the restaurant across the street, so I got to go grab his ear for about five minutes. And my whole time with the five minutes was that if we don't do something and put traffic lights at these two places, people are going to get killed because there was numerous wrecks so far. Well, when I left that restaurant and I was on my way home, I got a call from an ex-senator of the state. 
He said, what the hell did you tell the governor? I said, I told the governor like he was. I said that people will get killed at this, you know, and, and it, that what they don't understand is DOT doesn't know these people that's going right across mm -hmm. these. And somebody that I know is going to get killed here, and they're going to come and ask me, Dirk, why didn't you fight harder for us? Well, come Thursday, I got a phone call Thursday, and the, it says the governor gives you your red lights, both at Highway 56 and 57. So I thought that was a great accomplishment, you know, and I really think if you push the governor or the state a little bit harder, that you could get something done. Well, I mean, the, it, to me, it sounds like you, you, you got to the governor, and I mean, that's the man who can make things happen. Is that why you're running for parish president? Because you think you're going to be the man who can make things happen? Oh, for sure, I can be. I, I, people that know me know I'm loud, and I fight for my people. You know, that's one thing I just don't do is lay down and die, and let my people get hurt. So we mm -hmm. need to just keep fighting every day for our people. Uh, uh, let's let's talk about. Um, Making the parish better, first things first. I mean, we, we, we got too many people out there who are used to getting unemployment, and then all of a sudden, boom, they got yanked out from under us. There are grants and things that are out there that's like people are counting on, boom, it got yanked out from under their feet. What What's it going to take to, I mean, make Terrebonne Parish better? Everything, always, generally, it always comes down to the money. So generally, we're talking about economic development. But what what specifically are you looking after? You're looking to rebuild the oil industry. You're looking to introduce new agencies. You're looking to to do like you're a small businessman. You know how that's like seventy percent of the workforce in the country is small businesses. So I mean, are you going to go focusing after that kind of stuff, or you've got plans all the way across the board? For sure. First of all, we need to try to make sure all these oil companies that we have stay in Terrebonne Parish, and we need to go down the road and attract new businesses to Terrebonne Parish with the oil field. But one major thing coming with the oil field that is conjunction with the oil field and, and other things is we have a, a, an unmanned aircraft project coming to the Homer Air Base. Uh, yeah, a drone project. Yeah, I've heard yes. something about that. Uh, it's supposed to be the Air Force coming in here, a bunch of different oil companies. Uh, there's a lot of universities all around the country that's backing this. Fletcher's having classes. Uh, Nichols having classes on here. but. When it's done, it's supposed to employ up to 1,040 people. So this would take care of a lot of the East Homa area. And this, these, these drone things, because uh, Lawrence is a pilot. He's got a drone license. I mean, you, you, that's a pretty high-paying gig, or at least a decent-paying gig, driving one of these, these drones. And, I, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to check the coast? They're going to send stuff out to rigs? Those, those things can't just, I don't know, they're not those... Those long-distance drones are not helicopters, you know? No, but there are helicopters that they're going to do. ERA has donated a helicopter to, to try to make this helicopter autonomous. And when they use it, they will put a pilot in it, but he will not drive the helicopter unless it's needed. And what's he going to be used for at first is just to bring supplies back and forth to these platforms. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to build a platform out there just for this helicopter to stay on in case one of the, they need it out in the field. But... There's one drone that's supposed to fly that's 131-foot wingspan and can stay up for days without coming back, and it's going to patrol the Gulf to make sure there's no illegal activities going on in the Gulf. Sounds like a Coast Guard thing. Yeah. So uh, the Air Force is coming in. They're going to bring in uh, some planes, going to come in at night, uh, unload these drones out of them into a hangar, and they're going to take off. It's going to be all top secret. All but, sneaky. But one of the things that, that that's given us this is one of the qualifications for, for these unmanned aircraft is that it can't fly over any residence. 
and there's only seven places in the whole United States that qualify this, and Homer Terrebonne Airport is one of them because it's going to be flying between Baia Lilikaya and Baia Grandkaya, so it leaves them a, a, a freeway out into the Gulf, but a lot of these oil companies are going to use them. They're going to inspect their pipelines with them. Uh, there are also drones that when these ships are sitting off of the mouth of the Mississippi River and they need paperwork, these drones are going to fly up to them and drop paperwork, so it saves it's safety on the people from not having to climb up and down these ships. Plus, it's a lot better just to drop it, and it's faster. And is that, are they going to, like, like you said, I mean, Nichols has a program, Flesh has a program, so, I mean, they're looking to hire locals, these companies, that when the Air Force is coming in, they're designing their courses specifically through federal so that when they get out, they go, we know what needs doing and you know how to do it. Yes, for sure. And uh, one of the big universities that's really on, at the leading edge of this is the University of North Dakota. So there's a lot of different universities and big major companies. Uh, I believe one of them is the Kia. The automobile company Kia is really into this. So it's, it, it'd be a boom for Terrebonne Parish, but it would be a boom for for the east side of Homa, where we can bring and re start rebuilding the east side. So that's coming in. That's coming in, yes. What can you do to pile on top of that to create even more jobs? You know, since this is coming already, what can you do to make more jobs available to service that industry? Well, you're going to have restaurants that are going to need to be put in, gas stations, hotels. Uh, people are going to have to have a place to live. Uh, there's a lot of different things that ancillary companies that's going to come along with it, you know. Uh, uh, K&B was looking at, at building parts for these planes. I don't know if that's still in the works, but they were looking at building parts for these unmanned aircraft. Mm -hmm. Well, I got I mean, like anything else, they need to be serviced. You know, anything that's like, it's like a boat. You know, yeah. you, you crank a, a motor up and run it hard for I don't know how long, then it's eventually going to break. Uh, let's get, you, you made a, a comment about crime. Um, one thing my boss, Lawrence Dehart, likes to talk about is that you don't see a lot of the homeless camps around Terrebonne Paris because we deal with five different homeless places and programs that we help feed and it keeps that many people off the street or instead of putting a tent up someplace. But when you see the tent the tent stuff go up, that's when you see crime rise. Is that I mean is there a correlation with that? Or are you just seeing I mean okay, Terrebonne Parish is a port is a port town. Home is a port town. Drugs come through port towns, you know, they just do. And I know that I know their work, I know Tim Sonier's work, and I know the Coast Guard's working, but stuff's coming through. So, I mean, you you mentioned crime coming up. Is, is what are you planning to do about that other than what's being done already? My first thing is that I'm going to work very well with not only Tim Sonier, which I think he's doing a bang-up job, but we've got to work with HPD to mm -hmm. make sure that we can control some of this. But we're putting crime cameras up in the parish right now. Uh, the parish council just passed a deal to put 20 more, and I think Tim already has 15 of them, and it's already solved crimes. It's solved, you know, it, they've, they've solved a few crimes uh, just lately of, of a U-Haul where a license plate reader called a U-Haul that they knew was suspicious activity, and they went behind it, and they caught him stealing motorcycles out of a motorcycle shop. But we need to work with Tim and with our education system, they have started educating some of our kids and we need to help our kids have more programs in high school because by the time you get to the eight, nine, 10 grade, you know if you're college material. So that's got to be where we can take and stress more to these kids to go into automobile repair, welding, uh, 
It's some kind plumbing. of trade. Plumbing, yes, and we need to focus Plumbers more. Plumbers charge as much yeah. as lawyers do. Yeah, we need to focus more on this because I was listening to a, to a program the other day. Out of every five plumbers that leave the industry, only one comes in. So if you've ever had a plumber come work four or five hours at your house, you know the kind of money they can make. So we need to educate our kids and what, what in turn what this does, if we could keep them and give them a job while they're in high school where they can learn that they can make monies. When they get out of high school, they go into this career field and, and in turn, when they get married or they have a family, they can make money, they could they could help their family out. But the thing is, is when you have a young boy or a young girl Kid, uh, uh, a child, when they see that mom or that dad get up every morning and go to work instead of just sitting around and playing games or doing something else or, or being on the street, it gives them an incentive to say, look, this is how life is supposed to be done. We're supposed to get up every morning and go out and supply for, and, and produce for our families. So, you're, I mean, you're basically talking about introducing things in the in the junior high and high school level. I mean, with the with with the schools here in Jefferson Parish, like yeah, you you know when I was in high school, they always had shop, they always had woodworking shop, they had metal shop, they had Future Farmers of America, those guys. I mean, I was the East Ascension Spartans, and one of those guys came in with his horse and dressed up like a Spartan, rode up and down the football field every day. You know, you don't see that hardly no more. They don't. I mean, you're trying to say you're going to encourage the school board and the school districts to reintroduce some of these things, the 4-H club and Future Farmers of America? Sure I am, but it needs to be on a bigger bigger scale than what we're doing it now. You just can't have it where it's one, a couple of hours or whatever. We need to do it where it's over half a day's where they could go into these classes and learn these fields. We still need to learn math, we still need to learn reading, and we still need to learn writing. But we need to keep giving them the basic skills where they can they can understand what they're doing when they go to these classes, but we need to emphasize more on helping these people get a better trade. In this well, it's program. not only that, but I, I think, you know, it, there's there are things that there there's a, what state was this that just passed? I can't even think of remember the state, but they passed a law stating that the schools had to teach civics and they had to teach writing and cursive. Is it because they can't, they you know, all they can do is they, they type things with two thumbs or something like that. And, uh, you know, they don't know how to, I, I can write a note for my kids and they can't read it. Well, Spud, they can't read the Declaration of Independence, the preamble to the Constitution. Yeah, it's, unless it's printed. Unless it's printed, but they can't read the original, a copy of the original. You know what's sad, too, is I have a friend of mine who is legally blind. And unfortunately, he's in a, in a, in a rehab, not, it's a physical rehab facility right now and uh, they bring him his food and he's like well can you tell me where it is on the plate like 12 o'clock six o'clock that what it what's on the plate and they go where'd you learn that he went in the second grade it's a clock well, a, lot of, a lot of them can't read can't do a clock but i was going i was that's what i was going to tell you i just had a girl that and i own a restaurant if nobody anybody need, uh knows needs to know but i had a young girl that just graduated from high school she just moved on to a different job but she could not tell the time on the clock. I have all these young kids. I have really kids that graduated from high school can't give change off of a $20 bill. I mean, what they're teaching these kids in school, it's not helping the everyday kid. I mean, it might be helping some of these kids, these kids that go off to college and get major degrees, but our everyday kids, it's not helping them out. No, not every man, like you said before, not everybody's cut. I mean, I, I, I went to college, I'm a master's degree, but you know, I. 
I, I also dug, I dug a lot of ditches <laughs> from my master. Sure. Worked with hell welders and, you know, worked offshore. I did all kinds of crap so that I wouldn't have to work offshore and dig ditches anymore. But the fact of the matter is you've got to, you know, it's like I teach my kids. You know, there's, there's an honest man earning an honest buck. So he gets his hands dirty. So what? They make lava soap. Right, but yeah. they, I mean, when, when they could support their family, Spud. And once you, you know, there's some people that'll get a check from the government, but when you get a check that you went out and you worked for and you sweated for, it means a way a lot more to you than just having a handout. You yeah. know? And it's time we start, stop getting handouts and we teach all these young kids to go out and, and get a job. And once you do this, and these people go to work and they make it out as days living, the crime rate goes down because they're not just standing on the street twiddling their thumbs, you know? Yeah. But we need to teach them how to do other things. How are we going to deal with uh, things like uh, FEMA and storm prep and all the rest? I mean, you in your Facebook uh, video there, you're talking about uh, hurricane preparedness. Uh, how, how are you going to deal with FEMA and home elevations and all the rest of this stuff? Well, I know that we, uh, we were part of a, a group of parishes that getting ready to, and we suing the federal government for for female point two oh you know what i mean and because our insurances are going out of this world our flood yeah. insurances and you know at one time uh it used to be a a, a down coquetry problem or a down grand kaya problem but it seems like it's cro cropping in to the places in the north part of the parish where the insurance rates are just going crazy out of this world uh if or just on flood insurances when the federal government looks to give us our prices on our flood insurances. All the billions of dollars, we've spent over a billion dollars on Morganza to the Gulf levee system, and we have miles and miles of parish levees. Well, when the federal government looks at this, they don't even see the Morganza to the Gulf. They don't see our parish levees. So we need to, in Washington, to get FEMA and everybody to recognize all our levees, because uh, years ago, we didn't have it, our levees weren't completed. And we had 11,000 homes that flooded in Terrebonne Parish. Now, for the same amount of water that we had for that storm, the last storm that we had, not, not either, but the storm before that, that we had the same amount of water, only 11 homes flooded in Terrebonne Parish. So we saved the, the federal government billions of dollars by just not flooding, you know. Mm -hmm. And they still don't recognize these levees. So we need to get and stay on Congress and on the president or whoever we got to talk to where they recognize these levies where we could have lower uh, insurance policies. Well, I mean, and, and uh, you know, after Katrina, they uh, updated uh, the uh, building codes. And I know the people in the northern part of the state were kind of PO'd because uh, they, they said, okay, you build a new house, we have to build it to this certain standard for hurricanes. And they're going, well, oh, we don't get hurricanes up here. But you get tornadoes, you know, so, I mean, up, upgrading the building standard is something I, I agree with completely. Uh, so, but some of the elevation stuff is just a little ridiculous. I know people who live on the North Shore, they bought a house and they have like, a, a you know, their house is raised, but it kind of sits on a hill. So as it comes down off the hill, it's a little bit higher till under the porch is about three feet. And they're going, oh, you got a basement, so the basement's going to flood, so you got to spend three, $4,000 in flood insurance. I'm going, that's stupid. There's nothing under there, you know? Right. But there's just somebody over there in the Thule's, you know, in D.C. someplace, just looking at a click on a map, and they're making a call instead of letting you make the call who's walking that, who's walking that beat. You but it's, it's costed us. I mean, it's costed us all over. But, you know, I think really 
I've just seen uh, the other day where there's some insurance companies moving out of the state of California. Yes. Because I of saw fires that. and earthquakes and all this. But I really think that we need to come up, the federal government needs to come up with a federal disaster policy where everybody in this whole country pays into this, into uh, premiums into this policy where it would cost everybody a little bit less money to get, get this done. So, mm -hmm. and everybody, it wouldn't matter if it's a hurricane, a tornado, fire, or whatever. We all come out of this same pot and collect all I'll right, tell you what thing, some of the worst levees in this country are around the Sacramento River, around the city of Sacramento. Those things are, you know, well, I mean, you think we got yeah, it bad with Nutra's yeah. eating holes in ours. Those levees are bad. Yeah, because I've seen them. I was, uh, I was stationed in the Sacramento, in there, but... 90 miles from Sacramento, I was in the military in the San Joaquin Valley, and I've seen them, you know, yes. It's bad. It is, it is. Uh, but, you know, we just really need, and, we, you know, we're going back to this flooding uh, stuff, but, like, when somebody elevates their house and they're sitting 12, 13 foot above sea level, higher than our mortgages to the Gulf levee systems right now, they still have to have flood insurance, you know. Uh, I think it's just crazy. Yeah, you know? flood insurance is if, as if they were in a slab house right next to a bayou or something. Right, but I mean, they're yeah. 13, 14 foot in the air, and they still have to pay flood insurance. And, yeah. Well, I don't know. I that's don't know. the kind of argument you need that, that needs to be made. Our, our congressional or delegations need to make those kinds of calls. Give me one last statement since we're running out of time here. Why should people vote for Dirk Guidry? I'm Dirk Guidry. I'm dedicated to the people of Terrebonne Parish. Uh, the deal, I think, between me and my other opponents is I really deep down love my parish that I, and the people that I, that I represent. Uh, you know, one thing is, I keep telling everybody, the way I love this parish, I go to all my council meetings, I do whatever I can do to, to make a, a, a better life for everybody. But since I'm in, I've been in the council for 11 and a half years, there have been 548 council and committee meetings. I'm so dedicated that I've never been late for one or missed one out of 548 meetings. So that just goes to show you the dedication that I have for Terrible Passion, the people that I represent. Because I don't think they elected me. I think they hired me for a job. And I've worked hard all my life. And the job I'll do is I'll do to support everybody in Terrible Parish. Well, I can't add to that. Thanks for joining us. Dirk Gedry, wrapping it up right after this. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. But here, you know that uh, ABC Title will notarize your car transfer scary fast. But did you know they can notarize just about anything that needs a notary? Oh, yeah. And they do that scary fast, too. General notarizations like uh, titles, licensing forms, lien waivers, your general power of attorney, limited power of attorney, provisional custody by mandate, which uh, that's, that's when, like, you got to go away to a job in Alaska for six months and you give temporary parental authority to a friend or a family member. Yeah. Simple wills, affidavits, certified true copies, and if you're a business and you need a lot of notary services, ABC Title can negotiate an annual fee so you don't have to pay each time you go. Oh, yeah. ABC Title got your notary right here. Go to scaryfast.com to find out more. 